0: Yeah, wonder, huh? It has a lot of cool Little things in it It's definitely a good deal For zero dollars <laughs> That was a new organ No I mean uh, it's, it's that's like so mean, New to New to him It's his now But it works Great Did you get it in Maine Or California I got it in Boxport Right down the street okay, Yeah, man. That's so that's what I
1: meant by new it yeah. didn't fucking Travel
0: I mean, I would have driven to where I was looking at one in Castine. I was looking, oh, driven wherever. It was like, cuz in bucksport it? It's been listed for two months.
2: And nobody wants that.
0: Yeah, no, they're not worth anything.
3: Yeah, that, that's. Like, that's know, not thing. to me. It sounds like fucking
0: it's great. Just gigantic furniture. Like, you know, but if that's you like the, the thing. music, yeah, then...
3: it is. Like people just don't want like sh- that shit. They're like it's been in my house for ever. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: It's that purple shit.
0: I can't remember the like, So here's
1: oh. all my thoughts.
0: If we're talking
3: about Nirvana covers, <laughs> are we going to talk about that, um, no. Puddle of Mud? cover? <laughs> you remember that one? From like four years ago? <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, exactly no. Pull it up, pull it up. Nah, don't pull it up. I don't want to, I just don't want to hear it. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well,
1: he's, <coughs> I can't, I can't, <laughs> it's gonna hurt. I'll just take
0: a pass before we go, and then, dude,
3: I can't, can't smoke smoke. I don't are $2. No. If I have to NFL talk, am I like, on YouTube? On YouTube watch every out-of-market <coughs> Sunday afternoon NFL game live, now on YouTube, and YouTube TV. Yeah, so
0: the problem, I've got a play. lot of problems, I guess, um, and he went through a period where you would you would think, hey, you're in trouble Mud, you got it made, but um, little trouble, little trouble. I guess he started lip syncing on stage and you know, had some embarrassing you know, like this dude's not singing on stage moments. <laughs> lip syncing
3: when um, there was no backup track." Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it was bad. Like there was one in Poland where but he was just like he was overselling his moves way too much and like whatever Uh, but he did this acoustic session to prove that he could still sing he he didn't work He 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 couldn't he couldn't
3: play the the intro thing, which I'd love to change at some point, but
1: I wasn't sure how you wanted to do that if you want, because you don't do cold opens. I don't know
3: I do, but, um, yeah. this would this would be a good one for it but we can do it a different way. So we'd have the thing you know, something, and then I start talking about it. You guys know the song yeah. and then we play it and after that it's like we'll left
1: You can't even hear it, can you? <laughs> Let's get the dude from the germs. Yeah, pat. Pat, pat. That's pretty
0: good. I think they only did that for the MTV show. Though. They, never, they never didn't do that on tour. Is that singing?
4: Oh yeah.
0: Didn't do it on SNL. You didn't sing on SNL. you want you want me to Well if you're gonna stand
1: sit there, then yeah.
3: If you're gonna oh, have I just have didn't a, think I was on mic yet. If you're gonna have a mic it. Well, you never know.
1: I don't know. Mine's just hotter, I can be back here.
3: It's the most dialed in. You can fix all that later, right? Like it's, yeah. Okay.
4: Because okay.
3: this one right, does seem way less hot than the other ones, but that's might be okay.
1: You're Yeah, I can turn you up here too. Okay. We'll just have to deal with it. Okay.
2: Really? Okay. Yeah. All
4: right.
3: I'm ready to fuck now. <laughs> it's my big dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want a cold open? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys told me not to talk, so I'm not going to say anything. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah,
3: i got no time for this kind of... Are you ready? Yes.
2: Oh, oh. fucking oh. A. <laughs> All
3: right,
1: hold
0: on. Yeah, I, I'm the one who's going to figure know, it yeah,
1: Seriously. Are you ready?
0: Yes. <laughs>
3: Hey, I can't find "Hanging on the Telephone by the Nerves" on Spotify. I can is, find it
0: just fine. It's in my really freaking record collection. Really it's in that it hard belongs. drive
3: that you had uh, yeah, Leo burying his it's backyard. We just can't
0: get to it now. Right I shipped now. it to this state. It's, the ground's it's safe. The and the the sound. Grounds too
3: frozen. Ground's we'll, fucking frozen. It'll be unearthing in the spring.
0: It's uh, <laughs> it's signed by uh, one of those one of those guys. You know, you could buy it. You could buy a signed copy pretty easily, like wow. eight years ago. I gotta. We gotta dig into your so, record yeah, collection but, for sure. Oh
3: yeah, sure. Everyone knows the Blondie version. You, you can, got that one too. You can find the collection of uh, songs that is you know widely available from the Nerves, but but you don't get this one, which is really annoying. Jason, are you familiar with the Nerves? Only
1: from you exposing me to this version of the Blondie song it, and
0: complaining about
3: how nobody. It's knows not. This not that's the thing. It's <laughs> not the Blondie song. It's the n- oh,
0: See it. I did it. They see did it right it there? Fair okay. and square. They bought it fair and square. Let's hear it. Mhm. That should be it. Uh
3: that much better than the Blondie version. Welcome to Claps Out, everyone. My name is Leo. Joining me here in studio is Jason Hay. Hey. And we have Eric Kempke who's actually in the house because he lives in this state now. He went from California to Maine, which everyone knows is a great move to do. Yeah, I uh, I recommend it. Everybody should do it. It's uh
0: it's cost, it's cost effective. <laughs> and Ben, when you get here, it's just like the state just uh, rolls out like a golden warm embrace and
3: um, throw they throw jobs at you. Yeah, they, no weird shootings. They take or... them back and then they throw them again. You know, sometimes you find a dead body in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, nothing crazy like that. Uh, super great weather. Yeah, we can't suggest. You know what?
0: You know what? Enough. The shock is though. I was ready for the snow. Yeah. I wasn't ready for the snow to disappear seven days later. Like it was just like, it's like, it's like the monolith appears in your front yard Mm -hmm. and then seven days later it's gone. Like, no, you couldn't have moved that stuff if you, you know, it was just like, it was a fact of life. It's
3: about the little moments. Healthy dose of rain will do that. So yeah, so welcome to Collapse Out. Today's episode, we're gonna talk about songs that Nirvana has covered. Sweet. Um, This, I mean, it's nothing new most music aficionados know all this shit already. But, um, the reason why I, I thought about doing this is because I went to a local show in Portland. I won't say the name of the band, but they were sound checking or something like that to, to they're playing Molly's lips. And then, and then at the, uh, when they were done, they were like, okay, we're good. And then the guy said on the mic, like, Oh, like, wow, Nirvana's come up like three times today. And, He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, well, he's like, then someone said like, I think they just kept going and they're like, okay, back to the Nirvana song. And they kept playing. <laughs> and I was like, I looked around, like I expecting the whole crowd to be like, that's the Vaseline. <laughs> but like nobody. <laughs> the outcry never materialized. They never did. Yeah. And I was just like, I, 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 I tried to be, I'm trying to be forgiving about this kind of thing because once i was a teenager and like you know i mean granted i didn't have internet so there's really no excuse these days
0: (laughs) there's you read the liner notes for incesticide and you figure out i mean it's all there it's all there devo vaselines Mm -hmm. you know it's not hard to find yeah um
1: so there's no liner notes on streaming services so we can give them
0: well we live in a in a like a corrupt, oh, and yeah. fallen, soulless society, soulless yeah, and yeah. fallen
3: world. Yeah, there's a computer in your pocket at all times. So maybe they're just not big <laughs> enough fans. I don't know. People don't appreciate music the way we were brought up to man. Like, you know, um, people don't know the like they'll know well, songs for,
0: for men of a certain age. You know, <laughs> who who get misty, get a little tear in the eye when they when they think about Nirvana and, and women and good old men good non- old Kurt. Binaries. You know. Yeah. That that uh, that tragic doomed soul who one uh, of the best to ever do it, uh, and and here we go again. You know, exposed
1: us to so much.
3: Yeah, I mean, people don't discover music the same well, right. way that, that Cobain this, this would have. The, yeah.
0: This the gate, It was a gateway for a lot of people, and uh, and certainly for me.
3: Okay, so anyway, yeah, and there was a time where I didn't know, you know, who originally wrote D Seven, but that was a long time ago. Right. learned since then. So that's why I'm like, let me be forgiving. Let's maybe make this an episode and not be like one of those t-shirt band shaming kind of people. But
1: would you say Molly's Lips is a slightly
0: deeper cut for Nirvana?
3: I mean, if you're into Nirvana... Nirvana are you,
0: has like are you 30 to, songs. Yeah. Are you only
3: into a couple of albums? No, I'm just saying for the band to choo-
1: for that particular band to choose it as a, a they a, don't a, have
0: they don't have
3: 30 songs they have
0: exactly nine a, a
1: sound check I just figured it, they could have they could have <clears throat> chosen something a little bit more pedestrian so well you know at least I think the chords are easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to figure out. out if your guitar is in tune <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
3: we're on um, but so yeah so let's hear Nirvana do Molly's Lips. She said,
4: She'll take me anywhere, she'll take me anywhere, as long as she stays in-
1: Uh, sorry about that. Oh do why I did that. We got to the second verse, right? We did,
0: so... Before that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Go ahead.
3: So that's Nirvana doing Molly's Lips. That's off the uh, incesticide collection of recordings. Um, originally done by the Vaseline's, of course. And maybe you already know the Vaseline's, or maybe you don't. I didn't really know them. Well, listen. want to pull up a seat. <laughs> Uh, pour yourself a drink and listen up. Oh, appreciate it. The Vaselines are from Glasgow, Scotland. Founding, founding members uh, Francis McKee and Eugene Kelly originally formed the band as a duo in 1986. The band would use a tape recording of a drum machine. At first, not even a drum machine. Their friend gave them a tape recording of a drum machine and they tried to use it live. Uh, but soon, they would play with Eugene's brother, Charlie Kelly, and J. L. am I'm sh- I'm probably Sheenan. I don't know. How to, I don't know my, Scott Scottish pronunciations, but they were both formerly in the band Secession. Um, I wasn't super familiar with Secession. I'll be honest, see, I'm. Okay. The, I'm, I'm letting you my. Can, my yeah, it's a two-way street. It's uh, oh, yeah. different from succession, right? It is. Let's let's hear some Secession. This is Touch Part Three. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> pretty that good was, right you,
3: yeah. yeah so that was from uh, Secession's 1984 single released on Beggar's Banquet the single contained "Touch Part 3 Whoa. on Side A sorry Beggar's Banquet Beggar's Banquet sick album title uh, the uh, record label. the record label oh that's the record label oh, Great. Oh, sorry great record label name
0: uh, named after the uh, Rolling Stones okay yes. I was, uh,
3: yeah 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 alright <laughs> so that single contained "Touch Part 3 on Side A and "Touch Part 4 on side B. Word. And I think when the Vaseline's came out, this is kind of the music that was really getting popular. It was like this dancey. Uh, I'm sure there's a real name for it, but. This, High
0: NRG. <laughs> yeah.
3: So anyway, so Francis McKee was formerly in a band called The Pretty Flowers with Douglas T. Stewart of the BMX Bandits, also a favorite of Kurt Cobain, uh, and Norman Blake of BMX Bandits, Bandits and Teenage Fan Club. Uh, Douglas T. Stewart. He produced recordings with Alex Chilton, Chip Taylor, among others. Chip Taylor wrote Wild Thing. Sick. Good song. Maybe you've heard of it. Eugene Kelly was formerly in the band The Famous Monsters, not to be confused with a different band of the same name, which included members of White Zombie. All
1: these uh, kind of little side songs, any of them that are available will probably end up on our Spotify playlist. Is that a fair statement, Leo?
3: I think it is except for the white zombie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, you know, that's just another.
0: You didn't get the white zombie box set on Numero, they, uh, all the pre-major label albums? Uh, this is news to me. I. I, I they, they, <laughs> they've been excavated <laughs> and rehabilitated very thoroughly, yeah. Oh, nice. well, Why Zombie is
3: cool out. again. Great. People got cleaned up off of the drugs. and, oh, and you know. the smack.
1: I just wanted to point out our Spotify playlist. <laughs>
3: <one>. <laughs> yes, please check it out. This, uh, this, There will be a playlist associated with this episode and every other episode.
1: Absolutely.
3: So, uh, the Vaselines, they released two EPs, Son of a Gun in 1987, uh, which included the song Son of a Gun and Rory Rides Me Raw on Site A. And a cover of You Think You're a Man, written by Jeff Teen, performed by Divine. Um, Nirvana would eventually cover Son of a Gun. So I'm sure you know that song, if you're familiar with the Incesticide recording. Or yes. if you're familiar with scrolling on, <laughs> letting Spotify just choose Nirvana songs because you've listened to Man Who's the World once. <laughs> uh,
0: you're stupid kids. <laughs> <laughs> listen to uh, us old man
3: yeah i know i was trying to avoid that but this is just who i am uh but since we're talking about cover songs let's hear a sample of the original version featuring divine uh and the vaseline's cover of you think you're a man let's hear them back to back <laughs>
1: Have I just have Divine. pulled yeah, up. Yep. We'll, or just pulled up, pull up. Yeah, oh, this just, we can just do a post. We'll have to do this part in post if you want to crossfade anyways. Yeah, we'll play it for a minute. I mean, this doesn't fuck it. We'll just, I'm going to cut this and then we'll drop in the song. So.
0: I don't think I've heard the divine.
1: This came up in a weird video I found on
0: YouTube.
3: Maybe I'll just mention it. (laughs) it. Okay, here we
0: go. i They goes, really slimmed it down, huh? and it goes on for
3: another four minutes. <laughs> but um, they lost—they uh, lost a lot of content on that song. So, uh, just hearing that, um, I think a, a, some one of these rock bands around here should do a version of uh, the—you know—you think you're a man, but only do like the verses and leave out the choruses. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty hardcore. I'm telling you, I think we're going to do it. Absolutely. Stay, oh. stay tuned, Osmia. Wow. Dot band gosh, gosh, me a sings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so, yeah. Anyway, I I really appreciated hearing those uh, those two songs back to back. And, you know, hey, if you don't know Divine, go get to know Divine. Go watch Pink Flamingos. Yeah. Enjoy the career of, a, of one of the great entertainers. Check out her <laughs> work. hmm So the second EP I was Dying For It from the Vaseline's so That was released in 1988. Uh, side A included songs uh, "Dying for It" uh, and the track that uh, kicked this whole episode off, which was Molly's Lips. Yeah, um, and I think we heard Nirvana doing Molly's Lips. Let's hear the original. This is the Vaselines, Molly's Lips.
4: Jesus.
0: Horn, you know, to? I was trying to guess what it was, but go ahead. It's uh, it's just like the squeaky horn on pet sounds on, uh, you still believe in me. Very oh. cool. <clears throat> um,
3: yeah. Francis apparently didn't was not a fan of, of the beach boys. She, I think she said that she, she kind of hated them. Well, Ooh. like to this day, <laughs> shots fired. It sounded <laughs> it like so, a rubber. Ducky. Like there was
0: some affection
3: there. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> enough to drop in a squeaky horn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a, it's. That was great. I mean, uh, I think uh, I don't know the the singer's name off the top of my head. Vaseline's, but yeah, the Fran- girl Francis. Fra- Francis, mm-hmm. that's her. Yeah, sorry, I I just I I forgot it. But Francis, uh,
3: Francis and Eugene.
1: Yeah, so mm-hmm. she she adds. I, I'm sorry. I guess I should have said I don't know the female's name because they both whatever. Um, she has a much more ethereal uh quality to the song than the Nirvana version. I little, th- I think. <laughs> a you know? little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh
3: so yeah, so that was off the the Dime for an EP, uh which on side B of the EP uh, included the song Teenage Superstars and Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam, another song Nirvana covered which we may uh talk about on a different episode, but not this one. But just know you can go listen to the original listen to The Vaselines please. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, both uh, EPs as well as the band's first full-length album, Dum Dum, released in 1989 on the record label 53rd and 3rd. That was owned by Stephen Pastel of the Pastels. Uh, shortly after the release of Dum Dum, 53rd and 3rd f- uh, folded. Eugene and Francis were romantically involved uh, at the time, and they would broken up. Uh, after that, the Vaselines were just kind of no more. Let's um, take a pause. Yeah. So, Calvin Johnson of K Records and of Beat Happening uh, had played shows with the Vaseline's. And if you don't know Beat Happening, you should go listen to Beat Happening. Um, but so yeah, so he played shows with the Vaseline's. He also had a radio show on uh, on K A O S, which was eight nine point nine FM in Olympia,
2: Ooh.
3: Uh, Washington. That is. Is there another Olympia? I'm not sure. There's got to be. Anyway, he would, so he would bring back the Vaseline. Do we play Hole right now? <laughs> no.
0: I went to school. So he,
3: he was playing shows with the Vaseline's, and uh, he would he brought back EPs from Scotland or the UK, um, and he played them on, their, on his radio show. That's how Kurt discovered the Vaseline's.
0: Oh, hmm, okay.
3: Um, that makes sense. Kurt had convinced the Vaseline's to reunite and open for Nirvana in October 1990 when they were in, Edinburgh. Edinburgh.
1: Edinburgh. Okay. I, I was, I, but, no, the, You I thought, thought it was <laughs> a deep pronunciation. Edinburgh. I thought it was good. Edinburgh. Yeah,
3: I know. I Sometimes I just pronounce things as weird for me. <laughs> I guess with anybody. Uh, in May 1992, Sub Pop releases The Way of the Vaseline. It's a compilation album containing both the EPs and the Dum Dum Full Length, originally released on 53rd and 3rd. Now, I did mention the label was owned by Stephen Pastel of the Pastels. Are you guys already familiar with the pastels? Yeah, sort so Okay, let's hear Nothing
0: on vinyl? No. Uh, I will say that I f- did find that Vaseline's, the way of the Vaseline's, uh, on Compact Disc at Discount Records in El Toro around
3: sometime like 1994. I
1: don't know. I mean, I think that's fair, right?
3: <coughs> yeah. I want to hear some pastels. This <laughs> one gets stuck in my head all the time. This is... I'll do it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking throw it on. This is nothing <laughs> to be done. Be, I, no I got there was nothing happening. Hold on. I'm sure I'm still connected
1: I know I thought you were I thought you were three and he was two but it's actually the other way around which one am I? I know I can't hear oh mine's god damn it Leo go ahead
3: mine was sounding pretty mine's been sounding I felt like my mic's been sounding
1: I've, I've turned you up there and I can <laughs> get <laughs> in there
3: okay. <laughs> okay are we ready now? do it. Of, of ours a very old friend of mine and a, maybe an acquaintance of yours <laughs> just call him a friend his name is sergio he i think he <laughs> listens to our podcast hey sergio what's up man hey, sergio. hey thanks for listening man um i sent him the past the song pastels. uh nothing to be done and he listened to the whole album which i give him credit for uh, but he didn't like he didn't like it at all <laughs> any of it hey i'm I,
0: you know honestly i'm not, I'm not a huge fan
3: I didn't mind that. No, I'm not, I, I, don't, that I, I don't
0: dislike, I don't dislike uh, them.
3: People but. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they played a part in the Vaseline's uh, existence, you know. So anyway, I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, yeah, that song is stuck in my head all the time. I love it. I absolutely love no, it. No, it
1: sounds great. It's, it's very summer sounding. It's the, v- the complete opposite of what's going on around us right now as far as weather, but it's very airy and summery sounding to me. <laughs> as like this was a newer song uh for you. There yeah, for yeah,
3: me. Okay. So <laughs> so there's a there's a twenty seventeen doc called Teenage Superstars that covers the Vaselines up until nineteen ninety. Um I've only kind of dipped my toe in it. I haven't checked out the whole thing, but I will. Anyway, uh Eugene formed the band Eugenius nineteen ninety. Francis. Originally, Captain America. Yes, but he got I think he got some threatened some flat by threatened Marvel very very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the band's name is now yeah, Eugenius. Uh, so, and then Francis also started uh, different bands after the Vaselines had dissolved. Uh, Painkillers in ninety four, and Suckle in nineteen ninety seven, and uh, has also done some solo stuff. Um, she re- released a, released a solo album in two thousand six. In the early 2000s, the band reunites and they play some shows here and there. I think Eric and I, we yeah, saw them in the so. saw them at
0: yep. the, the L El- Theater. That's right. God. And I uh, believe they did uh, at least one or two new albums as well.
3: Yes, they did. Uh, in 2010, the band released their second album. So it took them a, quite a while to release their second album, uh, Sex with an X. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually really like that album. In 2014, they released their third album, V is for Vaseline's. And if you're a purist about their early stuff, you can go ahead and fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I think it's all worth a listen. And that wraps up the Vaseline's. And so to end this segment, let's play Ruined off of Sex with an X. vaselines kurt cobain didn't stick around long enough to hear that song Yeah. oh uh,
1: sick though that i'd love uh, that of all the tracks that you presented from them that would that was definitely my favorite that was the one huh yeah i, yeah, I, I, I think like it's
3: that. i think it's a fucking rocking track and yes i think uh their stuff you know their later stuff that's not like their quintessential stuff i think it's totally i mean their songwriting it's definitely the vaselines they their voices work so well together, in my opinion, and uh they're, they're fucking magic, man. It's the Vaselines.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely glad to learn yeah. about them.
3: Yeah, Kurt Cobain loved them, and you should too. Uh I'm gonna pass the torch. Who wants to go next?
0: This is Leo, though.
1: I think you should just go, Leo, uh, and and then we'll just gonna add our songs at the end.
3: Okay. <laughs> Can we edit this part. Yeah. Okay. The only reason why it says that is because nobody else entered any of permission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I think it, I think
1: just because like this is like I mean, you did a good job with this.
3: Like, it should just be the whole segment.
1: Yeah, and then we'll throw in our little two cents about the fucking. Okay. All right. You know. All right. Cool. Then we'll just that's go. what I think, Eric. I don't. You don't you don't mind that, right? No, that's good. It'll be a lo- it would be a long ass episode if we did like devo and kiss and fucking right.
3: okay so um uh, then we're gonna just ed- edit out the part where I, we're gonna i'll st- make it sound like you th- can pick it up when, right when i say like hey, we, just we just played a song
1: we just played a song I love them you
3: should do right. yes okay so next i think we should dip into some shocking blue with love buzz
4: would you believe
5: me when i tell you you're-
3: the song starts getting good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, how can you not love that bass line? I mean, we know when I for, when I heard Nirvana do it, fucking bass line rules too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's Shocking Blue uh, from 1969 from their album At Home with Love Buzz. They are the originators. I, I
0: have to say I got into my 30s before I ever heard the Shocking Blue version of this song.
3: Same. And uh,
1: there's something about the um, you know and i wish drummer, i could go
0: back you know
1: the the pocket that that drummer gets into
0: is so mm-hmm. nasty and uh like and, and a, the bass player of and, course, and a choral sitar oh, sounds like it, a sitar guitar there just it's works.
1: amazing just works. amazing and just again um talking about how like kind of the female voice just elevates the weird it's the second time i'm gonna mention it just like the weird ethereal just like well, she's ghostly. a little bit more
0: uh, grace slicky kind of. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, ball- a, a ballsy dame,
1: <laughs> but uh, just amazing. Yeah, love,
3: love, love that track. I've been listening to so much Shocking Blue, uh, getting these notes together and just yep. getting and prepared for this, and I've been really enjoying it. Uh, go check out Shocking Blue at home. Get check out the live, uh, the live one from Japan. We'll get to that too. But anyway, so Shocking Blue, they are a Dutch band. Uh, formed in 1967 in Den Haag of the Netherlands. They were part of the mid-60s Nederbeat scene of the Netherlands. It was a scene that was the counterpart of the British freak scene or the U.S.'s garage rock scene. Uh, other knitterbeat bands were Golden Earring, The Motions, and The Outsiders. We won't play those, although it, they're all really good and they're all worth a listen. I didn't know... Uh, I didn't really know uh, Golden Earring or Earrings. I think it goes by both names. It's
1: Radar Love, right? Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, see I didn't know. I mean that's song, only that's yeah. only
1: one but I I don't think I've gone much past that. The first you record's could... really good.
3: Yeah, um anyway, go and you can hear some of it on our Spotify playlist. It's definitely there. Uh, but the Outsiders guitarist Robbie Van Leeuwen, uh uh and for, uh, what, sorry. The Outsiders guitarist Robbie Van Lewin, Fred DeWilde, Klaus mm-hmm. uh, Van Der Waal and Cor Vanderbeek—they uh, were the founding members, and I'm sure I hacked those names.
1: Oh, th- I was just gonna say those are really hard names to say.
3: They're very hard, and here I go saying some more. <laughs> uh, De Wilde was originally the the, uh, the lead singer, but uh, was but he joined the Dutch army in 1968, and then was replaced by Mariska Mariska Veres. I think that's how you say it. That looks right. That's the way my. Mexican tongue to say <laughs> uh, anyway she was singing at, at a club at the time and Robbie Van Lewin convinced her to join the band on lead vocals that's awesome and speaking of covers the band Bananarama covered the song Venus from Shock and Blue in 1986
1: that's
3: awesome uh,
1: I'm just gonna take a piss sorry, oh, sorry. alright uh, I'm just gonna keep
3: Yeah, shocking blue good, man.
0: I've never really explored shocking blue.
3: I am familiar with like the first like three or four albums. Then after that, I kind of drop off. And then the, um, Vedas stuff. It's like, it's like popular music, you know. <laughs> so
0: I just. Uh, I don't I like all the Swedish bands. I don't think you can be into Swedish and Dutch bands. That's Mickey like Markman Rockers and Mods. Yeah. Parsons sound. Baby Grandmothers. Oh, I did it. Made it through. Flasky Brina. Nice. Um, Kebnik
3: Sweet. We're not going to play Bananarama, but you can hear it on the playlist. Uh, Shocking Blue originally released that song in 1969. In late 1971, uh, I'm here I go pronouncing names horribly, but Klaus J. Vanderwall, he left the band after uh, their first trip to Japan. Uh, they made a live album that was produced from that trip, and it's pretty fucking good. I, don't, I can't remember off the top of my head of his sitar in the live one, but I I, mm. I, hope I need to... It's been a while since I heard that album. I need to go back to it. Wow. In 1974, Robbie Van Leeuwen quit, and Mariska soon uh, followed. Later that same year, um, 1974, bad year for, uh, <laughs> for Shocking Blue. But anyway, so the band just kind of split up. That was it. Uh, Mariska pursued a solo career and uh, had some popular hits, songs, most, mostly in the Netherlands, Belgium, and Germany. Which included "Take Me High" and "Loving You," and we have uh, "Loving You" on the playlist, so go check that out. Perfect. Uh, the band reformed in 1979 and recorded and played live here and there until about 1994. They released the single "Body and Soul" that year. Uh, drummer Cora Vanderbeek died on April 2nd, 1998, at age 49 in Rotterdam. Oof. Mariska died of gallbladder cancer. In uh, December of 2006 at age of 59 in The Hague. And bassist J. died on February 12th, oh
1: 2018 uh, at the age of 69. Oh, so young. <laughs> Rock Jesus and roll, Anyway, yeah. that,
3: that ends my segment of Shocking Blue. Please go listen to Shocking Blue. But to end the segment, we're going to play Nirvana. Love Buzz. I like the shocking blue version better, the Nirvana version better. So I'm not going to choose. Yeah, you don't 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 have to. Both great. Luckily, you don't (laughs) don't have to.
0: I like the version where Kurt hits the guy in the head with the guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt Kurt was being real saucy that night, from what I heard.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it is hard to choose because the the energy is just Just there with both of them. Yeah, they're
3: just so different and different. Right, right. Right. Um, So, yeah. Oh, there you go.
0: Well, go. honestly, Nirvana kind of straightened out the song. They kind of made it a little, like a little, hey, little you more
3: know, square. Po-
1: polish it up, you yep, know. Like, yep. like, It's crazy that they were actually like, you know, let's
0: square this up. Yeah,
3: I, I would think that type of negative did the same thing for the Beatles a few times. Okay,
1: let's save that. <laughs> take, for, that let's, take that
0: raw nugget and yeah. uh, polish. it. <laughs> let's
3: save that All for right. flaming so, pie. So uh, yeah, that's my little little blip of this uh,
1: yeah so i mean you kind of gave a, gave us the assignment to you know choose a couple of uh songs uh that represented you know Nirvana cover but, uh songs that we liked uh, so eric and i both did that eric do you want to start or should i
0: uh are we going to the wiper segment or the
1: oh it's up to you i mean we can i mean well, i guess was,
0: you, well i had some other ones but um
1: uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess you just said it, so I can. I'll start with the with the Wipers. Uh, yeah,
0: but can are we gonna play the Beauregard song? Have you ever heard that?
1: No, I just really had uh, D seven brought up.
0: Yeah, but you should you should play Testify by Beauregard. It's pretty cool. Is that your choice? No, I'm just saying, like, if you want to talk about the Wipers, like, it's the. Okay, that's not... Oh, that's, that's your. Let's
3: <laughs> go back a little bit. Sorry. What? No, no, it's okay. Just um.
0: Oh uh, so okay. So uh, it's pre pre wipers, Greg Sage. I
1: could bring we could put it we can definitely put it on the playlist and that kind of
0: stuff. Why
3: don't we here or you could put it on if me, we'll we'll mention it, um, but maybe we'll we'll just Jason, if you just want to start up, I guess we'll just clean that up however the hell it works. Yeah, out.
1: yeah, yeah. Um just erase me. <laughs> That's almost I think, I
3: think we should bring it bring it up because I I couldn't find did Greg Sage do stuff solo Greg Sage Yeah I don't yeah, know he has
0: a solo album from the eighties that's really good but this was um, like allegedly this um, wrestler in Portland Beauregard Yeah I did that character. did
1: come up where it would uh, um, What's the up? name of the
3: I think we'll we'll throw it in somewhere where it makes sense right But just tell the story
0: Yeah so this this professional wrestler in Portland who was a, like a regional wrestler. Not, you know, this is before the national kind of uh, Hulk Hogan thing, but uh, right, uh, heard Greg Sage like playing in a guitar store or something, was like, Hey, that kid sounds like Jimi Hendrix, let's get him in the studio, and just like would have him play riffs and like would do his kind of like quasi preacher, you know, inspirational uh routine over it. Uh, as a wrestler, you know, a lot of wrestlers can really. Talk as well, or do kind right? Of like,
1: they, they cut promos and that yeah, kind of it, stuff. it was
0: so it was a, it was an extension to this wrestler guy's career, and yeah, that was that was early Greg Sage before way before Punk and way before the Wipers.
1: Let's see if we can pull that up. Just a drop into the story, so it makes sense.
0: Testify. It's it's not the Rage Against the Machine So,
1: so this is. I'm uh,
0: gonna pull up my phone and YouTube,
3: and
1: this should work. Beauregard, uh, testify from what 1971? We might get an ad.
0: it is on jackpot which is greg sage's or like greg sage adjacent level label favorite shit. What's cool though is that that you can totally recognize Sage's like guitar style. That's just like the phrasing is exactly the same as he would use later on. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> I didn't, uh, that the, the whole album is is actually pretty good. You should you should look it up.
1: Right. Uh, just on the on the briefest of research I did on uh, the Wipers, uh, we uh, my wife and I. Well, Leo, you and I met out in Portland, Oregon. So yeah. you know we we spent some time in that area. Didn't, and, you, uh, didn't
0: you meet somebody who was in one of the w- versions of the Wipers? I don't think so. thought you met. She told me you did at some point. I well, may one, have been lying. I don't
1: <laughs> think I did. <laughs> uh, one of the restaurants we used to like to uh, frequent was pretty much diagonally across from, like, the Wipers' house. So uh-huh. definitely aware of kind of who they were as a band. Didn't get into them as hard as uh, I should have probably when I was living there, uh, but definitely... You know, once we came, came out East and started playing music together, uh you definitely, they've definitely kind of come up more on the, on the, my radar.
0: Well, the, you know, there was the, the ever you, you knew of the Wipers from Nirvana when you were 15 or whatever. Right? Well, yeah. I, I'm saying mean when I say you, but uh, like. Yeah, it was like no, no. but. If
3: you got like, what single was that off of? Wasn't it off of like a, like a B-side of a single?
0: The, I believe so, but. Well, Return of the Rat and D Seven were the two. So if you ha- if you had any like tapes from anybody, they might dub you those. They weren't the kind of things I I don't recall owning them. I, I meant I meant the Nirvana recording. Yeah, no, the Nirvana versions of those songs. They were they were they were. You get them on like tapes or like mixtapes.
3: Okay, okay. I thought I thought it would be like on a on a single cassette release or something. Yeah,
0: I don't recall buying it. But um, then you know, ten years later. They came out with the Wipers box set, which in I still I think there's broad agreement. It was like one of the greatest box sets ever released. Just the first three albums, it was like fifteen dollars. You would go to you know Amoeba or whatever, and he's like, "Here's the Wipers box set CD, fifteen dollars, three albums. Every song is perfect. One of the best values for money you could ever you know when you had to pay money for music." <laughs> it looked like it, it came out on an EP. Oh Horm- yeah. well, hormoning. Yeah, you know, hormoning. That was, but that's what I mean. Is like for me, I had a tape of hormoning. I didn't.
3: Right. Have well, it does make Yep. Yep. No, I had like a dubbed tape of hormoning. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's how music got around. You know. Yep. Yep. Especially when you're a, a kid and don't have a damn job.
1: You but know? I, you know, I guess I'm, I'm kind of just committing to my kind of up the up the middle uh, musical taste uh, that I've kind of committed to in this uh podcast (laughs) uh so i chose d7 and the wipers as my one of my choices i chose uh two different uh songs should we should we hear a little d7 uh, d7 by the wipers first
3: oh yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay so I, it's hard to drop it out but i'm going to uh so the wipers formed in 1977 so definitely like kind of on the first wave yes the the kind of the first round of uh northwestern punk or early grunge or whatever the fuck you want to call it but so nasty so nasty uh, and then, you know, again, I always kind of uh, dissect music when I listen to uh, it as a drummer. So I almost hear, like, even on the Wipers version, I hear how it's almost pre-made for uh, for Nirvana to do it. Just that <laughs> drum sound, that big drum sound. I, I just, you know, you want to hear Dave kind of interpret drums, it. Yeah. And, uh, again, just to sort of, like, move my... Uh, Section along, uh, I'll we'll, j- we'll just kind of dip our toe into you know Nirvana's version. So give it that Con- big snare hit. Yeah, compare and const- contrasted. I chose the uh, live uh, in Reading, uh, 1992 version. So you'll excuse that. I'm just gonna keep kind of keep it going in the background, yeah. While I finish out my thoughts, um, yeah. He, Kurt sounds a little sleepy here. Could have been the heroin. Um, but I love this. I I love this live. And Nirvana live is just always very unique and occasionally just like it's chaotic energy-wise.
3: Yeah, I uh, think yeah. Nirvana live versus. Some of the, like the more popular records like well, let's say Nevermind, we were super right. polished like it's yep. such a different beast you know
1: right right i think we should just drop back in real quick just sorry <laughs>
0: Okay, so everyone, Chris is
1: hitting it wrong out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, It's still just such a nasty attack.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, it you, doesn't matter. It's like doesn't. It doesn't matter. They're hitting it wrong. The juxtaposition
1: <laughs> of uh, just energy tones there is is great. Um, oh yeah, and so just quickly into my uh, second choice.
3: Um, I, Before we move on, yeah, go ahead. Um, I do want to. I feel like I need to emphasize this. Like, so if, yeah, you listen, yeah. if you're familiar with the Nirvana version, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are very familiar with the Nirvana version. <laughs> um, Kurt never really does the vocals that are the best in this song, like the Xenu lies waiting and past astral borders and all that shit. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, are yeah, the fucking the, coolest lyrics. Yeah, they're they are wild. Those so are you wild. gotta go listen to which which. Which is, I guess, kind of cool because, like, if you want the full thing, go listen to the original version. This is the exactly. Nirvana yeah, version. This is just kind of, so, yeah. right, right. Their, but, their interpretation. Um, it does irk me <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when uh, uh, you know, bands cover this song and they're like, hey, it's, this is Nirvana, you know, song. And it's like. It, That's it's kind like,
1: of how this all started. This,
3: yes, it is. It really is. And. Um, right. I've definitely heard bands do. Terrible versions, and I may have been in one at one point, but I've definitely heard them do just terrible covers of this, and uh, clearly um, no real reference to the Wipers at all, which is a shame. Um, (laughs) I I love the Wipers. They are a fantastic band. Go listen to everything that they have. Go listen to uh, Beauregard, because... That is fucking really cool shit. That was and wild. And thank Listen you for to bringing to it uh, up. Right? Greg yes. Sage
0: straight ahead from 1985 and uh, follow blind. is one of their later ones that I really love. The amazing guitar sound on that album. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, my voice is fucked up today. <laughs> Land of the
3: Lost. I thought that was pretty interesting too.
0: Yeah. yeah. That one actually, that's the one that sounds kind of like blue oyster cult, but I love blue <laughs> it's cult, yeah.
1: yeah, it It's Yeah. We could easily do a, a whole episode on the wipers that's true. and, Hopefully we will at some point
0: the people demand it
3: <laughs> knocking down our doors what you got jason uh okay <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Guys, Devo. Yeah. Uh, so again, just a, kind of a very pedestrian pick. Uh, it's something nah, not I would for Devo
3: for that song. Come on. Yeah. The, the B- I know for B-side. something I would
1: choose as a as a Nirvana cover. I mean, it's just it's easy. It's Devo. It's Nirvana, and you combine the two, and uh, it's like that's so in my wheelhouse.
0: I I believe Kurt would have had this on the B side to um, "Whip It," right? This was the B side to the "Whip." So if you, if you were, you know, in nineteen seventy nine, and looking for anything punk rock adjacent, I bet you came up with the "Whip It" seven inch, especially if you didn't have a lot of money, you know. And and, uh, flip it over, you get "Turnaround."
1: Yeah, and uh, again, another band that deserves. Uh, a whole episode or series on its on they its own. They have
0: uh, allegedly just played their final show yeah. of all time in Melbourne, I believe. Jeez, fifty years, fifty years of Devo.
1: Not even anywhere. Close to us. Well, they, no,
0: they just did, they just did the West Coast, so I was like, oh, you were. Of you, were yeah, a you bit move more out. The West Coast happened to me with yeah, a few yeah. bands. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, you know, I have to say though, I've I've seen Devo a couple times and just great. I,
3: I've yeah. cherished experiences. You know, right? Really right. fantastic energy. If you've never seen them live, you may not ever get to. Uh, yeah, you know, a, they, they uh, I once, think right up once. until the end, yep.
0: they, you know, they launch into Whip It and Gerald is bouncing around. It's just like, did like you see him with
1: Josh Freeze
0: drumming? I th- think I missed Freeze both times I saw them. I think the first <laughs> time it was the dude from Sparks, K, uh, Kendrick, I think, and yep, then yep. somebody who they, younger on the. What did they
3: have when we saw him at that fairground? That, I
0: think that was David Kendrick. No, mm-hmm. I think Freeze, you know, Freeze was like a little bit busy by that point. He wasn't, yep, you know, yep. He wasn't yeah. Foo Fighters busy, but. <laughs> he was no
3: time for Devo, busy yeah yeah
1: yep. uh so yeah just to kind of round my thought pattern out yeah uh, that
0: that free show at the racetrack which i think they played there again but um yeah that was amazing it was like somehow it was like kind of grueling like you had to walk a really long way and yeah. spend a couple mm-hmm. hours in this beer and wine festival i think but that was your terrible. way through that was uh, concessions yeah and, that's, uh, that's it was rough yeah <laughs> that was great it was so cool
1: <laughs> uh you, yeah, Leo. Any other Devo thought? I mean, there could be. We could talk Devo for the next fucking uh,
3: I hour. Remember, here, I like. remember when I first when I first heard this song, uh, Turnaround, in any yeah. form, it was Nirvana. You know, way yeah, back. Yeah, no, it, was this was in is high another one where I got or, way into my life before I ever heard the Devo version. Or, like I don't know how old I was, but yeah, when I heard the song, I was just like, this is a weird fucking Nirvana song. Like it makes me feel a little. It like, was sick. It's like the drum, <laughs> music. It, it was just kind of. I do yeah day, it hit day, it me in a weird way for it. was her, also I in my mind it. it
0: was totally impossible like I knew Devo you you know I had an Alvin and the Chipmunks record with <laughs> with Whippet on it so right, like right. I was somehow immersed in Devo from the time I was like six. We've discussed that album on yeah. previous episodes we should
1: we it was, like, we
0: can't sleep on that cuz I yeah. had that
1: album too and I think it wasn't it's still some it in was this-
0: um it was uh It was like the red-covered one. No, it wasn't the red-covered. It wasn't Chipmunk Punk. It was like Chipmunk and Rock or something. It was was the the 70s one. It was early 80s. It had Benny Davis eyes, had Whippet. Yes. yes. Uh, Yeah. Chipmunk Rocks, maybe? Chipmunk Rocks, yeah. Something like that. I'm um, sorry, Leo. <laughs> no. <it's not laughs> yes yeah, so anyway, it was impossible for me to listen to the Nirvana version of Turnaround and square it with, like, how would, it, how would that have been Devo? And then when I heard the Devo, I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I we're going to have to try to square it <laughs> now, right? Yes. It's actually pretty, like, it's a very faithful cover. It's a very straight-up faithful cover.
1: Let's hear it. Just what you want to hear, Nirvana do do to it. I st- I definitely stand by that. Yeah, it's but it's it's like every track. every
0: part of the song is represented. Like you know, get a really fuzzy bass for the synth bass, and like make the drums sound as machine like as possible. I right. even
3: when I hear the Devo version, I want that second. Uh, you hear me talking? <laughs> <laughs> like I want the second one. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's such a great addition by Kurt.
1: Yeah, it's very aggro, yeah. very in your face. But yeah. Um, I don't think this is the last time we're going to talk about Devo and they deserve a lot more. Uh,
0: That was a, uh, that was one of the, uh, I just gave him peel sessions from October 90.
1: Eric, I'm going to turn it over to you.
0: Oh, what have I got? Um, we're going to talk about kiss another band who have just played their final show (laughs) of all time. The fabulous Four: Gene, Paul, um, uh, Ringo, Tommy, something, (laughs) and the cat
3: guy, yeah, it's
0: a cat, uh, um, uh, cat two, uh, (laughs) snowball two, (laughs) the drummer,
3: (laughs) and I, I hear that they were in top form,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, it was like the vocals, they sounded like they were coming straight off the original record, they're just like, perfect, you know, I
1: love KISS. They're, they're really Kiss cool. Too. I, I think mean, they're, they're the cool. worst
0: band in the world, but like. no.
1: But it's kind of like I mean, it gives me a very like late seventies, early eighties kind of. It's like a warm a nostalgia blanket that yeah, I, I can uh, crawl into. I can see the Destroyer album cover. Be like, oh, these guys are so spooky with their disco and (laughs) weird ballads. It's it's okay. So maybe it's a not understanding (laughs)
3: rock and roll because I am definitely a late comer to rock and roll. Like I, growing up, like I didn't, you know, I wasn't surrounded by it necessarily unless you can't like maybe a car and stuff on the records. But like, yeah, I grew up with R and B and soul and gangster rap. Sure. (laughs) And so, uh, I was, when I see the image of kiss, and then you I just hear, hear their music. Scary, El Diablo. It just doesn't doesn't match. It doesn't match. I'm like these guys are not scary, the song sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they
1: have some good ones though. Yeah, no, it's and it's
0: like they look they look like uh they're going to they look like they're straight out of hell but their music yes. sounds like the freaking
3: Archies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty hellish in its own right. Uh
1: but the the track that Nirvana chose to cover uh you can it's it's another one that just feels pre-made for them to yeah to it's deal exactly
0: with. as good as the kiss version too I, I think it, it is I mean the I drum sound to, is amazing um, if you look up I think it was a recent interview with Chris Dave and Steve Albini with I think it was Conan was the moderator oh, that would be fantastic yeah check it out on YouTube they talk a lot about um, you know Gene Simmons called Nirvana during the recording and oh. Steve does his Gene impression like basically. They put Steve on the phone with Gene, and Steve was pretending to be Kurt. (laughs) So check it out. And and when they bring up the actual Kiss cover that they did do, which was years before they were you know hot shit, right? Basically, Gene was like, "We got to get you on the tribute album. We got to get you know." They really wanted Nirvana, but Nirvana had already done a Kiss cover at this point, which was a complete fuck off. (laughs) Uh, And you can see Chris visibly like cringe when thinking about this version of uh, "Do You Love Me."
1: Right, right. Uh, do you want to hear the kiss
0: version? All no, right, let's
1: do the Nirvana version. Let's do Nirvana first.
0: Fuck kiss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Eric. Oh, it's great. It's, uh, the only studio recording with uh, short-term second guitarist Jason Everman. <laughs> oh.
1: I so, was not aware of
0: that. Uh, Chris Novoselic's uh, greatest vocal performance, in my opinion, better than uh, th- than his uh, Youngbloods turn on Nevermind uh, it's uh, it's perfect it's it sounds exactly like the original and uh you know it de- treats it with exactly as much respect as it deserves
1: just that big uh, big drum sound I love the lyrics about the
0: I do like the little mud hun- they changed you like the, the money. mud, hun- mud you, honey version. you like the money honey that I make becomes you like the mud honey that I make so that's cute that's sweet right sweet little shout out uh
1: I think despite your blasphemy towards uh Gene Simmons. Mine? And, and crew. No, Eric. <laughs> he said he was the one that said fuck kiss.
0: Uh, you know, whatever. They're, 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 they can take it. They can. They can take it. This is on the Destroyer record. You,
1: yeah, very cool cover. A little slower. The the roll. You
0: like my seven inch. Was this on Alive 2 as well? I don't think it was. It may have been. Yeah.
3: Okay, so why are these guys wearing makeup singing this song? This should yeah. be like Bob Seger or some shit. But it's very <laughs> cool that, like, you know, that he
1: was a f- that Kurt was a fan of this enough to be like, okay, I see the bu- I see the
0: bones here. Uh, no, it's like, it like, what makes, all, like, that's know. what makes it sick, great art. Like sick, that, that tension that you're describing between image and sound is <laughs> it's like um, you know it, it's a, like it will never be. Yeah, it's a hard it's circle. Like it's the a energy. Stream, the right. energy is emanating off that even now as they transition to a post live <laughs> performance era where their digital avatars will now a
3: forever post
0: life yeah right. the eternal kiss um, jesus christ um, the eternal digital kiss
3: scary new world the music will go on to suck and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no
0: yeah no that's people just can't they can't square the circle so they keep coming you know
3: it's a uh, mystery that draws you in eric help bring
1: us uh help bring us home here
0: I mean, really, I could go on. Like, the, the <laughs> they're an a, astonishingly <laughs> mediocre band who came up with a really killer, like, gimmick yes. and somehow wrote it for 50 years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other tracks do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Fang, maybe?
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about Fang, right? Uh, Let's this, do it. This was another one that came out of the Redding. Uh, although I think it originated with Mudhoney, Mudhoney did I it did first. did see
1: a Mudhoney version with yeah. Kurt,
0: and yes. then Nirvana did it. And I believe this entered the Nirvana repertoire at the exact moment that the actual money started rolling in. Like it, it was just a very literal response to, uh, you know, the point at which they started getting checks. So, uh, you know, Fang was a Bay Area
1: band, I think. Um, I didn't, Leo Fang. 19,
0: 1980. Not, not so quiet on the familiar. Western front was, uh, 1982 release on, uh, alternative tentacles. And I, I think the song was on there.
1: Yeah. All the stuff that when I was, uh, pulling up the songs earlier, very, very heavy stuff. Uh, the, the album covers seem really aggressive and very, very cool.
3: On Alternative Tentacles, yeah, that's yeah. Um, Jello's,
0: os yeah. yeah.
1: Word. Uh, no,
0: no, Fun With Acid was the track on the uh, Alternative Tentacles uh. album.
1: Yep, easily another band that could just, you know, we we, we got to do a whole uh, Bay Area, you know, episode, uh, let alone maybe a Fang episode themse- uh, themselves. Dude, so many sick bands out there, and just the the fact that uh, you know, just I think Kurt's just showing how deep his his bag, his musical bag was by like choosing these to to
0: cover. Uh, yeah, and,
3: I, and you know, he brought a lot of <clears throat> he shed a lot of light on bands that may have been you know a little bit more doomed to obscurity. You yeah. know.
0: Yeah, you know what can we say? He, he built a big tent and he invited everybody in. And we're all here because we fell in love with music at, at some point in our lives. And this was something that helped that happen.
1: Right. And then, uh, like you, you Eric, a great pull on the, the Mud Honey version. I think it's on Spotify. If it is, we'll yeah, put, it put it up, up on our on playlist. YouTube. If not, it's on YouTube. That's where I saw it earlier. You can find
0: music on the internet. Uh, no.
3: from, uh, from Kiss to the Raincoats. Uh, to f- it's having, your choice you know it's right. your
0: choice whatever you want to listen to it's up there
3: let's check
1: fangs uh version out though if you don't mind
0: Doesn't that just make you feel sad in your heart?
1: That is just another example of, like, man fucking don't sleep on fang don't sleep on the original uh artist that did these <laughs> I, uh, I was i was songs. making
0: leo watch a, a like a more recent video of gene simmons like oh jesus, jesus looking Mary like Joseph. he's kind of stroking out on stage a little oh, bit oh my uh-huh. god like, you know he's supposed to do a cool thing where he spits blood but it's not so cool when this just like actual when drool when it could actually just be. like drool right. slipping out of his <laughs> mouth seemingly on accident you know
1: right right yeah, uh, yeah. Go, go listen to Kiss
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> grandpa shitting his pants up on stage oh man yeah that that
3: Fang version uh, that was Dirty man, Birdie right I, I do wish Nirvana got a chance to do uh, uh, like what they did for D7 where it just a little bit more you know like modern recording uh, yeah, or something yeah. or just you know more yeah, polished yeah it was it was, it was a Great deep song. cut deep yeah, cut yeah, yeah. yeah go listen to Fang
1: absolutely um
3: uh yeah. Does anybody else have anything? Do we want to do any honorable mentions?
1: No, I mean, uh, well, hold on. We'll just take, we'll, we'll stop there. But, oh, the, just,
3: the
0: video of them doing, we wish you a Merry Christmas with, uh, if someone RuPaul? wants to pull that up, yeah. uh, with who? <laughs> with RuPaul, right? It's RuPaul mm-hmm. getting Nirvana to sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas.
1: Interesting. Yeah. We can, we can time stamp it.
3: Should we fade, should we have that one fade us out? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. But, but just, Leo, just Merry give Christmas, your kind of like, you can say that. Uh, find it on uh, YouTube. See, to everyone out there, Merry Christmas. He'll find it on uh, YouTube. Okay.
3: Let's well, do a verse I of the song. Okay. Mm-hmm. We wish you a
4: Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year.
2: All right. Have
5: Merry Christmas, everybody. Terrifying. To we love RuPaul. <laughs>
3: We'll get a cleaner version of that, but
0: yeah, paste it in.
3: Cool, great.
1: Um, Wrap it up. Yeah, why don't you go go out?
3: Go ahead.
0: Nirvana. Uh-huh. Yeah,
3: that's that's our that's our episode. So thanks so much for listening, uh, Eric and Jason. Thanks for bringing some stuff to the table. Uh, definitely appreciate that. Um, go listen to the Vaseline's. Go listen to the Pastels. Go listen to Shocking Blue. Go listen to Devo and not just whip it. listen, yeah. to, listen to the B sides.
1: All the original artists that uh, were at the the heart of these, uh, you know, yeah. great like, Nirvana
3: covers. It's something I do see with, like, you know, I feel like with the, the everyone listening to streaming and you know digital media and all this, uh, the whole idea of the album kind of going away and just becoming this, like, blob of music that you can kind of pick and choose at any... Or it just floats through know. a playlist. Or. But but the thing is, is yeah, or that, but these days a lot of bands that are still doing it, they're releasing a lot more, like, singles on digital media, and, and they'll often have, you know, like a, a B-side of a, of a cover or something like that. Like, I know Tropical Fluxstorm has been doing that, and so I think that this is kind of a weird just the thing that's happening now and uh right and maybe that'll expose people to you know deeper music or just music that you'd have to dig for a little bit more. Um but anyway, yeah, so thanks for listening to our episode here. Um I'm sure we might well, I don't know if I'm sure, but we may visit more Nirvana covers yeah. in the future. But um yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. we gotta
0: get to my best friend's girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a deep, deep uh mind mine to if mine. You,
3: yeah. If you liked uh, this podcast, please check out Flaming Pie, which is a uh, podcast on the Beatles and another band that Kirk Cobain liked and a lot of people that I respect really like them. Um, and then uh, also listen to All is None, which is, uh, what is that? That it's a.
1: It's just another musical history podcast.
3: By Jason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Check it out. Yeah. All right, guys.
3: Thanks so much. Whatever. Uh, we're gonna end this episode with a little clip <laughs> oh, of uh, Nirvana and Lupo. They're gonna hey. wish you uh, Merry uh, Christmas. So, so what, what are they gonna do? They're gonna take, uh, they're gonna say Happy. Joy Christmas.
2: Joy to the world. How about Joy to the world? I don't know that song.
5: Uh, how about we wish you Merry Christmas? Okay. Can you get them all in one shot? Can we do it? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Christmas,
3: Christmas. cheer, one. <laughs> so I I'm so well, we could just put on, it in post so anyways. Push, um, yep. me, uh, happy- and then we have the end bumper, right? In yep. the that. Yep.
2: Okay. Oh my